bills requiring identification of forever chemical sources advancing through legislature. Legislation to set up a state process to identify sources of high levels of fuzz, also known as forever chemicals, is moving swiftly through the General Assembly. The bills from Senator Jeremy McPike, D. Prince William, and Dell. Sam Rasool, D. Roanoke, both passed their own chamber and are on track to get approval from the other, with nearly unanimous votes in their support. Governor Glenn Youngkin's administration is also backing the proposals. There is a lot of hard work that went into this, and it is an excellent first step in addressing the threats of fuzz to public health in Virginia, said Betsy Nicholas, vice president of the Potomac Riverkeeper Network, a nonprofit focused on water quality around the Potomac River. However, she said I would be remiss if I didn't say that we would like to see something a little bit stronger. Fuzz is an abbreviation for perfluorocal and polyfluorocal substances, a set of chemicals used in numerous everyday and industrial products, including nonstick cookware, clothing and firefighting foam, because of their ability to repel water, stains and corrosion and squelch fires. The inability of many to break down naturally has given them the moniker of forever chemicals and raised concern about the long-term effects of humans' exposure to them. Some studies have found exposure to fuzz can lead to reproductive problems, developmental effects or delays in children and increased chances of cancer and obesity, among other impacts. In 2023, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency proposed rules requiring public water systems to monitor for and report measurements of fuzz that exceed a threshold known as a maximum contaminant level. McPike and Rasool's bills attempt to set up the state system for identifying the sources of fizz in the event that concentrations exceed the federal maximum level of four parts per trillion. For comparison, one part per trillion is the equivalent of one drop of water in 20 Olympic-sized swimming pools. A recent presentation from the Virginia Department of Health stated that fizz concentrations were above the maximum level in 18 of about 270 sites that were tested in Virginia. This is good public policy trying to figure out how to employ our state environmental agency in a prioritized fashion so that we can have the most benefit on this complex problem, said Chris Pomroy, an attorney and lobbyist for the Virginia Municipal Drinking Water Association, which represents water systems that serve about three in every four Virginians. Under the bills, public water systems would report any exceedances of the maximum contaminant level to the Virginia Department of Health, which would then share that information with the Department of Environmental Quality. DEEK would then identify potential sources of fuzz in the public water system's raw or untreated water and require those sources to report what chemicals and how much of them they are using. Based on that information, the agency would determine likely significant sources of fuzz, which would then be required to report discharges of the chemicals to the department on a quarterly basis. The bill would then charge DEEK with identifying potential regulatory and non-regulatory options for addressing each significant source of fuzz with the goal of protecting public health by reducing those sources and minimizing the cost to public water systems. Exactly what is considered significant would be up to the agency's discretion, a decision that sparks some discussion in negotiations. Where do you draw that line on significant fuzz chemicals? Palmore asked. We know these are ubiquitous. What sources are worth testing? While earlier versions of McPike's bill would only have required medium and large water systems, defined as those serving 3,300 people or more, to report exceedances, the most recent versions apply to all systems regardless of size. An advisory committee would also be created to review reports on significant sources. Nicholas said that provision gave her some comfort in knowing whether monitoring is effective. 
We've built in a few measures to put in some guardrails on Deke's review, said Nichols. Deke capacity. McPike and Rasool's bills are advancing alongside proposed budget amendments from both the House and Senate that would provide Deke about $380,000 a year for three positions to identify and monitor FUS. The Virginia Department of Planning and Budget has noted that while Deke has identified 18 watersheds that may require FUS monitoring, that number could grow by an additional 70 to 80 watersheds, with the complexity of oversight varying from region to region. Deke does not have the expertise to carry out the requirements of the bill, the department wrote. Bulova, who chairs a House subcommittee that has been reviewing the bills, said he is eager to broaden Virginia's efforts to address FUS. However, he said, there are concerns over the state's capacity. We also have to be cognizant of the limited budget resources that Deke might be able to bite off, said Bulova. So I hate the perfect to be the enemy of the good. This article was updated with the correct spelling of Betsy Nicholas, Vice President of the Potomac Riverkeeper Network. This article first appeared on Virginia Mercury and is republished here with permission. Virginia Mercury is part of State's Newsroom, a network of news bureaus supported by grants and a coalition of donors as a 501c3 public charity. Virginia Mercury maintains editorial independence.